Welcome to Dean at Stumps, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast presented by Dean Duplessis. We bring you up to date with all the ongoing fixtures domestically and on the international scene. We profile players, both current and former, and tell you all you need to know in the world of cricket. Oh, what a wonderful introduction, and thank you very much indeed to Ross Brownlee-Walker, who uh, made all this imaging very possible. Hello and welcome to the Dean at Stumps podcast. As you heard Ross say, my name is Dean Duplessis, and uh, we certainly have got quite a bit happening in the podcast. We're going to be hearing from Sikanda Razabat, who uh, will be reflecting after Zimbabwe's successes at the T20 World Cup qualifiers, which was held at Queen's Sports Club in Bulawayo. We're also going to be hearing from uh, Zimbabwe coach Dave Houghton, who uh, also will be in reflective mood as well. So uh, there certainly is quite a bit to look forward to on the Dean at Stumps podcast. But as you know, uh, before I went, I also made it very public that there was a sponsor who made my trip down to Bulawayo very, very possible. Here are the sponsors. Introducing the new payment platform from One Money. Now you can pay your water bill and purchase Zinwa prepaid tokens easily on your phone using One Money. Dial star 554 hash and get your Zinwa prepaid token easy easy. And knit one product, One Money. It's one time. You're listening to the Dean at Stumps podcast. You most certainly are, and it is a real great pleasure to be back with you again. All right, so uh, a very big thank you to NetOne, who made it possible, who allowed me to uh, stay, and uh, who uh, accommodated me down in Bulawayo. All right, so uh, Dave Houghton, the coach, very briefly appeared on the podcast uh, just before the tournament started, and he made it very clear as to the objectives and uh, what it was that he wanted the team to do and how he wanted them to perform. Now, uh, you are going to actually hear Dave Houghton speak a little before we get into the interview because uh, what had happened was uh, we were trying out some new microphones and neither Dave nor I were entirely sure whether they were working or not. So you're going to hear Dave say, you're on. Let's uh, hear what uh, Dave had to say after reflecting after the successes of Zimbabwe's performances in the T20 World Cup qualifiers. You're on. Davey, it's an absolute... uh, Let's just have a look back and and reflect. Um, Obviously, you you said in a previous interview with me that you wanted to not only win this tournament, but you wanted to win it convincingly. Uh, Do you feel that that's what happened? I I think it was important, you know, when when I took over the team to try and show them where they were in world cricket. And, you know, we are a full-fledged test-playing nation and we were playing against associate member sides and there's no disrespect to them. They've improved greatly over the years. But there has to be a distance between us. And so the target for me was to go down there, qualify for the World T20, but most importantly to win the tournament and beat everyone we played. And so really, you know, for this small trip, it's a job done. It may sound like a very strange question, possibly even a bit silly, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Despite the fact that you won the tournament, do you feel that uh, there could have been more boxes ticked or do you feel that you you were able to do so and cover everything that you wanted to cover? Well, you know, the, the, the different formats of cricket have to be played in different ways. And, and definitely T20 for me is one where it has to be free-spirited, it has to be fearless. Um, and we played that brand of cricket, but of course we made mistakes along the way. You know, what I'm asking of the players is that they, 
try and remain as calm as possible, take emotion out of the game and make good decisions at the right time. So for a batsman that might be, you know, pick the right shot to hit. Don't just hit a shot because you've got it in your repertoire, which is the right shot to hit this bowler with this field placing to get the maximum benefit out of it. So of course during the course of the tournament we made mistakes. You know, some guys played wrong shots at the wrong time and lost their wickets. Uh, some guys bowled the wrong type of delivery at the wrong time and got, you know, and got hit out the ground or whatever. So there's lessons to be learned, but I think the big thing was the way we played, the brand of cricket we played, the fearlessness that we showed, now they can look at their mistakes and go, okay, I've made that mistake, I'm not going to do that again. It's not going to change the way I play, I'm still going to be positive and aggressive, but I've learned from my mistakes. Mm, yeah, that, that uh, certainly does make a lot of sense. Um, you will have the detractors, Davey, the naysayers, the, the guys who perhaps, you know, um, I suppose are kind of want to almost pick an argument and, and they will suggest to you that I'm not entirely sure why you're getting so excited um, given the fact that you are a test playing nation. So really what, what, what happened here was pretty much par for the cause. So people, a lot of people were getting incredibly excited because the team had played well and obviously they've now won the tournament and, and so on and are off to the World Cup. But um, people was, could maybe say, suggest to you that that's, surely you would have expected nothing less. So what, what's the big deal? Yeah, people, you know, I don't think too many people will think like that, uh, Dean, because, you know, the last two times we've been in World Cup qualifiers, beers in 50 overs, and of course we missed the T20 World Co uh, Cup qualifier last time because we were in a short space of suspension. Mm. So actually it wasn't just a case of, you know, this should be a little walk in the park. It, it's quite funny, when you look at players, we would play against bigger test sides with less pressure. This had the amount of pressure on, on our players and on this team to get this qualification done was immense. The standard we played against, of course, is not as strong as the top test playing nations, but the, the doubled up pressure on top of us to make sure we got the job done was huge. Yeah, that, and, and that's, that's a very nice way of, of putting it, Davey, because, you know, unfortunately, you do deal with people who don't quite understand the ins and outs and intricacies, I suppose. Uh, of what, you, what it is that, you, that you're trying to achieve. So this is more of a rhetorical question because there's, there's no way that you would be in a position you know, to answer it. But e even so, I, I wonder whether Zimbabwe cricket haven't inadvertently dangled a carrot to players out of the country to maybe come back because now you're off to the T20 World Cup and uh, there's obviously a big chance of having another crack at qualifying for the 50 over World Cup, which again will be played here in Zimbabwe. And um, I think generally speaking, we may actually see the team playing quite a bit more. And, and I just wondered to myself whether you may not have one or two players out of the country thinking to themselves, you know what, I wonder if it wouldn't be such a bad idea to, to make myself available for Zimbabwe. Yeah, and you know, that's um, quite a popular train of thought from around the country. Everyone asks me all the time, you know, yeah. can we get so-and-so back? Can we get so-and-so back? I, th I think the Zets, he's been very open in its approach to all of these guys and have said, we welcome anyone back, you know, and we would like to see you come back and play for us, but not really going to actively try and chase somebody. Yeah. Um, and when you think of it, this has been going on, not just now, Dean, this has been going on as far as you and I can remember, yeah. you know, when we lost Graham Hick. Yes. In 1985, we tried to get him back. Of course, we didn't. Then it was Trevor Penny. Then it was Kev Curran. Then it, you know, and we've been losing players for ages, not just this era. And um, as I said, the Zetsi have made their, their situation very, uh, very clear. 
open to anybody to come back, you know, come back, play our cricket, get involved with us. You know, it's open to everyone and you know, maybe one or two will come back, we don't know. We don't know, absolutely. And I, and I think a nice thing, one of the criteria that I personally would want for these players when they do come back is that they have to be very involved with domestic cricket here as well. So they can't maybe you know, just go off and, and do their stuff around the world and then come and represent the national team because you'd want, you'd want that extra um, strength and, and experience in the domestic setup as well, if that were even to happen. Absolutely, they must contribute to the domestic uh, setup. We, um, you know, I think in previous discussions we've talked about this team, but you know, if we want to grow as a country, it's not going to be about the 13 people that go on tour, yeah. 14 people. It's going to be about how we uh, increase and better standard the uh, the domestic first class competition. And behind that, how do we get a better national Premier League? And behind that, how do we get a better uh, provincial leagues that guys are playing in their own towns? All the steps have to be good in order for us to produce the right type of player to come through in the end. You know, that's why I look at what we've got now and I think the coaching that's gone on in the last 15, 20 years, particularly the work the development coaches have done in townships, have produced some amazing results. So I think now it's time we can throw a bit more resource at that area and let's see if we can increase all of the cricketers coming through from there and that'll better strengthen our national side. Right, so the T20 <coughs> World Cup qualifiers are done and dusted and we've qualified, so that's a, a very big thing uh, off, off our necks and backs and shoulders. Uh, let's look ahead to Bangladesh and India. Now, of late, Bangladesh really have been playing amazing. Well, they, they struggle a bit in the West Indies, but uh, I mean, they're always a handful when they play Zimbabwe, aren't they? So this is going to be a, a slightly new challenge for you and for the team now. It, it will be, but again, you know... I can't all keep going back to my day and Andy Flowers' day, it was just like 20 years ago now, but you know, we used to give Bangladesh um, you know, a real good uh, hiding in those days and they've come up substantially over the years and they've got millions of cricketers and it's the you know, biggest sport in their country and they have played a lot of cricket in the subcontinent in particular, so they've become a very, very hardened side with some good, uh, good skilled players in it. You know, I watched their recent series uh, in the West Indies and, and um, they won the one-day series comfortably, but I couldn't help but notice that the West Indies played all the games in Georgetown, Guyana, on a wicket that turned sideways. Yeah. So if you're going to do that against, uh, you know, against a Bangladesh side, you've got a very good chance of losing. And Bangladesh won it comfortably. I think they've won the last 10, uh, 50 over games against the West Indies. So you know we have to have our clever hats on as well. Firstly, we don't want to produce spinning wickets, even though we have got good spinners ourselves. We want a good wicket that's going to have some pace and bounce in it. And uh, we'll take them on at that level and we see how we go. But you're absolutely right for us. You know, winning the, the qualification and winning the T20 tournament was a really nice step in the right direction. But we start to judge ourselves now as to where we are in world cricket as we play Bangladesh. And after that, of course, we've got India at home and Australia away. You couldn't, you know, it's one and two in the world, I think. Um, and, and do you feel, Davy? I mean, you would have experienced this as a player as well, that when you constantly have good results, even if it is against the so-called lesser nations, but does that then help you as a team and as an individual to take that step up and to, uh, you know, sort of pull your shoulders back, lift the chin, even when you are playing better and stronger opposition? Very much so. I mean, winning becomes a habit just as losing becomes a habit. So you would hope that you'd carry a habit with you. Obviously, it depends. You know, there's a huge dependency on who you're playing against and what standard they are. Yeah. But one of the things that we've looked at with Zim cricket is what, what is our brand of cricket. You know, if you go to the subcontinent, you've got Sri Lanka, Pakistan, India, uh, Bangladesh, 
Afghanistan even, um, in Asia. We all know that their, their brand of cricket is they've got unbelievable spinners. Mm. They've got one or two good seamers as well, but you know, spin is their game. If you go to Australia, you've got bouncy wickets, good pace on the wickets, and you've got fast bowlers to contend with. You know, you go to New Zealand, the ball swings. So you've got swing bowling to contend with. You go to England, generally England seamers. What is Zimbabwe's brand? And we just don't, we haven't really had one. We don't know whether we should play on spinning wickets because we've got lots of spinners, but then our batsmen don't bat very well against spinners. Or should we go on bouncy quick wickets? Well, we're not too sure our bowlers can defeat the opposition on those wickets. So you see what I mean? We, we now need to, over the next few years, develop our own brand of wicket for when we play at home, what is the best wicket for us to give us the maximum opportunity to beat the sides that come to us, no matter who they are? And we play that brand of cricket. Is it a process of elimination? How do you, how do you figure that out? Is it just, you know, how do you figure that out? <laughs> well, I, it, it's not really a process of elimination. You've got to look at your strengths of both your, your batting side and your bowling side. It may be that our bowlers are not quite quick enough yet to play on bouncy fast wickets because the opposition's bowlers will be quicker and bouncier than ours, which would make life very difficult for our batsmen. But it just may be that um, our little our seamers, you know, blessing uh, chats when he's fully fit. Of course, he's sadly yeah. down at the moment. But um, Richard and Garava, you know, and all the guys coming through, uh, Chavanga, mm. Brad Evans, etc. Maybe a, a good pace wicket with some grass on it, which allows sideways movement. Yeah. Now that always worked for us in the past when we only had like Guy Whittle, his streak, and. You know, Neil Johnson, none of which really topped over 80 miles an hour in pace, but because they were quite good seam bowlers, that effectively helped them. And it, it helped us because as a batting side, we played quite well on those as well. well. Dave Houghton, you are a busy man. You've got places to be, things to do. Thank you very, very much for your time and obviously wishing you all the very best and, and hoping for positive results, not just in terms of holding your own, but actually winning results against Bangladesh as well. Thanks, Dina. You're listening to the Dean at Stumps podcast. Apologies for the slight delay there, but uh, very wise words as always from Dave Houghton. And uh, interesting to see, uh, well, it's remarkable to see, should I say, that uh, he already has injected so much self-belief into the team in such a very short space of time. We're going to be hearing from Sikanda Razabat very shortly. But first of all, another word from our sponsors. One show will take you there, one cover everywhere. Fambawaka Chenjira, insurance made simple. One show will take you there, one cover everywhere. Hambakaje, insurance made simple. Introducing One Show from Net One. Motor vehicle insurance and licensing made easy. Now you can purchase your motor vehicle insurance, Zenara and ZBC license from wherever you are at any NetOne shop near you. OneSure, underwritten by Champions Insurance. And a very big thank you once again to NetOne Cellular, who made it possible for me to travel down to the ICC T20 World Cup qualifiers in Bulawayo and of course enjoy the success of Zimbabwe, but not only just the success of Zimbabwe, but uh, some very good cricket played all round by uh, some of the nations. Excellent stuff. Right then, well, I was also able to catch up with uh, one of Zimbabwe's superstars of the ICC T20 World Cup qualifiers, Sikanda Razabat. 
Well, Raza, it's been a, an, a week for you to digest of uh, everything that happened in these T20 World Cup qualifiers. How are you feeling? You were very, very excited on the day that it all happened, but talk us through the emotions now. Um, Dina, as I said, I think we are a lot more relieved than uh, happy. I think the happiness came after the relief part. And I think it's understandable why we were, a lot of the senior core group was just relieved. Myself, Craig, Rage, Chitara, Willow. So we were there for the last qualifiers as well, which didn't go according to the plan. So to have it, um, to have this qualifier going as we wanted to go and to be able to go to the World Cup after such a long time, yeah, we were a lot relieved. I think the happiness is starting to sink in now. Did you, as a team and as individuals, feel under any pressure going into this tournament? Um, I felt, and I think as a team as well, but there's nothing wrong with pressure. I, I think people take pressure in a wrong way at times. So there was pressure, there was expectations, there were results that uh, we had to achieve. Um, so yeah, the pressure was there. And yes, I was under a lot of pressure, but, but that's what we do when we train. We put ourselves under a lot of pressure anyway, just so that when the crunch time comes, we are there to make the right decisions. Um, I, want to, I want to talk about the ability to almost effortlessly and seamlessly hit sixes. Now, we see in, in world cricket, there's a couple of players who almost hit sixes at will. Josh Butler, Liam Livingston, one or two of the Indian batsmen are incredibly good at that. We saw glimpses of you doing that as well in uh, these World Cup qualifiers. How much of a skill is that and how hard do you have to work in, in perfecting that? So... So, Alhamdulillah, because I was exposed to the T20 cricket around the world, so these are the few things that I picked up along the way. Power hitting is a specialized uh, drill as well. It's not just going into the nets and working on your batting and things like that. So, for, for almost a year, uh, I, I'll come to the sports club, I'll do my nets, I'll do my batting, I'll do my bowling, I'll do my fielding, I'll do my fitness. But then consciously, I will do an hour or 30 minutes or 40 minutes of absolute just power hitting. And to finally see those sixes now coming along and I think I, I think it is down to those drills those little things that I picked up along the way during the T20, T20s that I played around the world so yeah I think you, you're gonna have to practice your power hitting it, it doesn't just happen it's a it's a whole set of drills it's a whole set of skills that you need to possess and I mean so do the shots uh, like the reverse sweeps and, and the various styles of, of reverse sweeps because not just the orthodox reverse sweeps you now get the reverse lap the, the, the switch hit and, yeah. and all of those as well again I, I would imagine you know is that do you watch footage of people doing it do you share information with other players as well who in the T20 leagues so I think I think when it comes to reverse sweep I think the best players of reverse sweep are from Zimbabwe in my opinion anyway I don't think so I don't think so there's anyone better out there compared to BT, Sean Williams and Craig Irvin. Anyway, these guys these guys reverse sweeps and sweeps really well. So yes, I, I asked them questions. I asked Craig, I asked BT when he was around and I asked Sean a lot of questions about what he's looking to do when he's reversing and how does he do, things like that. Um, but for me, I think I, I rely on my power game a lot more when it's a crunch time than my touch game. And if needed be, this is then I rely on my touch game and reverse and sweeps and all that. Of course, uh, having someone like Dave Houghton who Oh, was one of the world's best players of the reverse sweep, let alone the country's best back in his day. I, I would imagine he brings a massive amount of experience and, and all sorts of positivity to the side as well. Uh, I, I don't think so. I can do justice today what he brought in the changing room in a, in a very short space of time. And 
let's just say that it's a it's a fantastic place, the changing room to be in now. It's a happy place to be. Yeah, I mean, so for even me, obviously, who's obviously totally blind, I I pick I pick up on vibes and energies. Yeah. You, you're not a person who likes to dwell on the past. You love looking ahead. You're a bit like me. But one thing I noticed is that um, there's just a lot more energy and vibe in, in a good way in, in the current setup than what there was, for example, when you lost to Namibia and to Afghanistan. It, just listening, picking up on vibes and sounds and laughter. And it seems to be relaxed, but at the same time, you, you, you're very focused as well, aren't you? Um, so the biggest thing I would say is Dave has only asked for, for example, we've rocked up for training and Dave only asked for three hours, but he's actually asked for three hours of hard work. Mm. No slacking, no lacking, full concentration, full focus, whatever we have, we empty our tanks in these three hours and we go home. So it's not one of those sessions where we come nine o'clock and go home at five. It, it is a session where we start at half nine. By half 12, one o'clock, we're done, but we actually are tired and poked, and we've given everything we had for our for our team, for our country in the training sessions we've had. And then it's just relaxed, we recover. I think he's also put a big emphasis on that the bodies have to recover. You have to eat well, rest well, drink well, and things like that, so that we can give our 100% tomorrow again. Talk to me about mindset, because that's a very important thing, isn't it? Mindset. So. Yeah. Uh, do you, uh, obviously there's a big series coming up now, you, you've uh, won the World Cup qualifiers, which is exactly what you set out to do. Now it's a slightly different focus, uh, the age-old enemy, if you want to call it that, of course they're not really enemies, but just the expression, yeah. Bangladesh, who are, are going to be here, we've had many uh, good tussles against them, and then of course India. Now, Bangladesh have had the better of Zimbabwe over the last couple of years because they've improved so dramatically. But I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that the mindset of the team has changed and that you have a lot more self-belief and that, for example, maybe you would feel we don't just want to be competitive. No, we actually believe that we can win matches now again. So I'm, I'm never a guy who, who enjoys big words, but, but I, I would say that this would be a better series. This would be a lot more closer series than we may have had in the past. And uh, if you play a good cricket that we have been, I think the results will look after itself anyway. So I'm, I'm not a guy who says, yeah, we'll do this, we'll thrash them, we'll do this. I, I, but we, I'm a guy who says that, inshallah, we'll play a good quality cricket and hopefully the result will look after itself. And, and fielding as well, Raz, that, that's an area that seems to have uh, also um, improved as well. But does, does that come... With, with confidence, I, I always remember people saying you may have a bad day with the ball or with the bat, but if there's one thing that you shouldn't be doing is having bad fielding. I'm certainly realizing or noticing that the fielding, again, has improved in a very short space of time as well. Um, I think fielding is to do with attitude and enjoyment. Mm. And I think because we are enjoying ourselves a lot more than we were maybe, so I think that's why the fielding is picked up. And we're bringing the right attitude to the ground. Uh, we want to make the change. We want to break the cycle of losing we want to bring one of the targets we said was we want to bring the fans back to the ground and we want them to actually support chevrons and enjoy the way we're playing consistently so the brand of cricket we are actually setting out to play should bring the fans back hopefully win them over as well and hopefully give them exciting brand of cricket talk to me about friendships it's something that you th you thrive on and that you pride yourself on is is friendships and yeah. you you were telling me before we had this chat that um, you caught up with a lot of your, your friends from around the world and the various people that, you, that you've played cricket with. I mean, cricket is it's a wonderfully competitive sport. Yeah. It, it can be quite brutal, but my goodness me, there are friendships as well, aren't there? So cricket is never going to last us forever, and that is the truth, but the friendship might. So I play hard cricket on the park. After that, I'm not a cricketer. I'm, I'm, just, a, I'm just your friend. And uh, like I go to different parts of the world, they treat me really well. So... 
Um, I saw my friends from Hong Kong after a very long time, so we had a nice meal together. Whether we were going to play them the following day, I didn't really care, so I took them out. They, we were hosting them anyway. I was their host, they are my guest. Um, even the last night uh, when we won the qualifiers, um, because we were in different hotels, I went to their hotel. I caught up with friends from Uganda. I was in their room till maybe 12, 1, just talking cricket. <laughs> then the other day I went to see my friends from Hong Kong and I only came back, what, half two in the morning? We were just <laughs> chatting, having food, dinner, uh, tea, things like that, just talking cricket, what's, what's, what they got in future, what Zimbabwe's got in future. So we were just catching up on, on cricket and life. And yeah, we ended up creating a lot of good memories, something that the next time we see each other, we can always talk about. Or even when we talk on the phone, we're like, yeah, I remember this was what we were talking about. So I'm a very big guy on friendship. I'm a very good big guy on good relationships. So it was nice to see my friends from Hong Kong. It was nice to see friends from Uganda. Um, it was also nice to see, which we'll see them again, boys from Dutch. Um, <clears throat> the other t um, PNG, I have a lot of respect for as well. Quality bunch of cricketers, quality, definitely punch above their above their waist. A proud, a proud, a proud cricketing nation. So I w it was nice that after the game against PNG, I went into their changing room. We had an hour chat about cricket and things like that. So yeah, listen, these are the things, these are the memories that you make that will last you for a very long time. Memories are always so special, and I, I just briefly to conclude now. Um, a lot of players are beginning to pick and choose the formats because there just is such amount, huge amounts of cricket. All right, fine, Zimbabwe don't play as much as what you'd like to, I know. But are you, do you feel that you are now getting to a point in, in your career and in your age where perhaps maybe you want to focus more on one format and, and maybe begin to focus on less? Or are you still like Johnny Besto who desperately wants to play all three formats? So I think Zimbabwe doesn't really play a lot of test cricket and, and I feel my cricket really improves when I'm focusing on test cricket. It teaches me a lot about batting, bowling and things like that. So test cricket is very valuable to me. So I, I still want to give myself a few more, few more months, maybe a year or so to play all three formats and then maybe make a decision from there. That's wonderful. And it also depends on if ZC allows me to pick and choose the different formats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Sekunda Razabat, it's always a real honor, privilege and pleasure talking to you and wishing you nothing but the very, very best for the upcoming season ahead. Thank you very much, Dean. It's always nice to speak to you, man. You're listening to the Dean at Stumps podcast. One show will take you there. One cover everywhere. Insurance made simple One show will take you there One cover everywhere Hambakashe Insurance made simple Introducing One Show from NetOne Motor vehicle insurance and licensing made easy Now you can purchase your motor vehicle insurance Zenara and ZBC license From wherever you are at any NetOne shop near you One Show Underwritten by Champions Insurance. Introducing the new payment platform from One Money. Now you can pay your water bill and purchase Zinwa prepaid tokens easily on your phone using One Money. Dial star 554 hash and get your Zinwa prepaid token easy easy. And knit one product, One Money. It's one time. One show will take you there, one cover everywhere. Famawaka Chenjira, insurance made simple. One show will take you there, one cover everywhere. Hambakashe, insurance made simple. Introducing One Show from NetOne. 
motor vehicle insurance and licensing made easy. Now you can purchase your motor vehicle insurance, Zenara and ZBC license from wherever you are at any NetOne shop near you. OneSure, underwritten by Champions Insurance. So once again, a very big thank you for uh, or to NetOne Sailor for making it possible for me to travel to the ICC T20 World Cup qualifiers. And a very big thank you as well to this man. You're listening to the DNet Stumps podcast. Mr. Ross Brownlee Walker, who provided all the new imaging. It's been a real joy and pleasure being with you. Thank you so much indeed for listening. And uh, we'll be back again pretty soon with uh, another interesting conversation. Until then, stay safe. Goodbye. You've been listening to Dean at Stumps, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast presented by Dean Duplessis. Join us again next week and catch up with all the action in the world of cricket.